fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Hello, America, and welcome to Friday. We're so glad that you have joined us today, and I, I want to start with a, a very personal story that I think, if you're a parent, you can relate to. If you've had a teenager, you can relate to. If you've had any trouble in your life, you can relate to. But we are losing the ability to relate to one another because we're not standing up and talking about those common things that we all share. And we begin there next. This is the Glenbeck Program. All right, that's in one minute. Stand by. There's a recent Gallup survey shows Americans worry more about burglary than almost any other crime. Does that even does that even come to mind to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you certainly worry about your stuff. You know, yeah, I guess. I guess. Losing it. I mean, I guess when you, you know, take steps, you worry about it less. Right? Yeah. I mean, and maybe it's because we live in, you know, nice neighborhoods. Uh, and a lot of people can't afford to live in a nice neighborhood, and crime seems to be growing even though it's not, mm-hmm. there is a way for you to take away all of that fear. There's no reason to live in that fear. Uh, most criminals who are trying to break into a house, I think it's 80% of them, say if they see a burglar alarm and it is engaged, they turn around and go to the next house. That's the biggest thing that you can do. Now, burglar alarms can be really expensive, and they're, you know, you're coming in with the little booties and they're wiring your house and you can't, you'll chew your arm off to get the salesman out of your house. Uh, and then you're locked into a long-term contract. Not with Simply Safe. Simply Safe. Only one in five homes have home security. Uh, and I think that's because these companies don't make it easy. But Simply Safe does. You could install it yourself in less than an hour. You never have to sign a long-term contract. You never wait for your installation window. And 24-7 monitoring is only $14.99. This is unbelievable. And they've got a great deal going on right now. If you go to simplysafebeck.com, you'll get a free security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. Eyes on your home 24-7 and video evidence. If somebody tries to get in, get your free security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. I want to talk to you about two things that I think you can relate to. They were, the, they were the hardest days of my life. The first one happened in 1988. And I've had, just like you have, a lot of things happen in your life that you would consider and you'd put in a hard bucket. But the day my daughter was born, Mary, in 1988, and they said she'd never walk, she'd never talk, she'd never feed herself, she wouldn't understand speech, she'd be a vegetable. I... At 20 years old, I had no idea what to do. The second day was the day my son was born. Hard, because it was the greatest day of my life, but he was adopted, and we didn't know if his adopted mother, who fell in love with him, was going to give him up to us. 
Now my son is a teenager and my two kids, I love all my kids and they're the greatest things of my life, truly the greatest things of my life. But they're the hardest things I've ever done. I have worked hard in my life. I have I have tried to noodle things through, but when it comes to raising my son and to get through the teenage years, I am grasping at straws and I feel almost every day I'm about to lose him. My daughter is now in her 30s. And she prays for the day when she crosses over to the other side and her disabilities are removed because she knows that her life will be easier. (sighs) She right now is going through testing. She's been going through testing for about a year. One of the tests, one was $50,000. What she is, what they're proposing in the end will probably be about a million dollars. So she can just stop having seizures. I pray. I pray for new medical technology. I can't wait for the future. I pray every night for my son on my knees. I I beg the Lord for help. I'm not alone. And neither are you. I know just like you, you have these struggles with your kids and then you have to go to work. Then you have to pay your mortgage. Then you have to worry about your car payment or if your car has broken down, how am I going to afford this? I know that you are no different than me, that whatever the struggle is, there are times in your life that you look up and you're like, Lord, I can't do anymore. I need help. Please. But through all of that, It's the greatest joy of my life. I wouldn't trade a single day with my daughter. I wouldn't trade a single day with my son. I wouldn't take away the pains of my own life because they've created they've given me a chance to feel empathy it's given me a chance to be a better man it's given me a chance to know what real love is only when you're down on your knees going Lord give it to me give it to me I give my life in exchange for theirs Only when you get there are you really living. Do you really know what love is? Do you know what's what's worth living for? Not just what's worth dying for.
the reason why the reason why we are so unhinged and so screwed up in our society is because we're trying to take everybody's pain away. If it wasn't for my literal pain of the last 10 years, I don't know if I'd really know who my wife is. I don't know if I'd know how much she really, truly loved me. I wouldn't be the same man. Pain and struggle. It's what makes us. An animal doesn't understand pain. It's why we put them down. They don't understand pain. Don't let them suffer. Because that's all it is, is suffering. There is no learning. There is no growing through that pain. How many people do you know that you find are giants, that they are in massive pain? They're having massive problem, problems. And yet, you wouldn't know it. If you didn't know them, you wouldn't know it. They somehow or another have have reached out of the mud and the muck and the pain and the struggle of life, and they have pulled themselves out, and they are almost superhuman. I don't know about you, but that's who I want to be. Come to me like a child. There comes a point in your life where you realize you don't know anything. And if you don't get there, you're an egomaniac. And you're probably a danger. But the older you get, the more you realize, what a fool I am. Come to me like a child. It means to constantly ask why. It means to constantly look at things and find the beauty in it. And to not focus on the difference, but to focus on this is so cool. And the more we think we know the less we truly do. The more we fill our head, it seems, the more we close down its extraordinarily important counterpart, the heart. The more we concentrate on the heart, the more we close down, it seems, the extraordinarily important counterpart of, its, of the head. Life is always a constant battle between head and heart. It's only when they're in line that we survive.
I know Alice Camarada or Allison Camarada. Vaguely, a little bit. We work together for a little bit. We've talked on the phone a couple of times. We're not friends. We just know each other. She said something on CNN the other day that I just could not believe. And it's the closing of the heart. States are talking now about abortion. And and she was talking to a governor of one of these states that said, you know, you can't you can't kill a child based on race. You can't kill a child based on disability or sex. This seems to be one of those things that we used to find self-evident. If you can kill a child based on something society doesn't want, there would be no homosexuals. If we could have found out in the womb that you were a homosexual a hundred years ago, it would have killed all the homosexuals. There wouldn't be a black person alive today. In a lot of places, they'd still be doing it. Disney is talking about not doing business because of the abortion law, but they'll do business with Saudi Arabia. They'll do business with China that is locking up Muslims, a million people at a clip, putting them into concentration camps, sterilizing them, sterilizing them. I want you to listen to what Allison said on CNN. Indiana had tried to block women from getting abortions if it were based on a disability. And I'm just curious about that one. Why? Why would you want a family who have to have a child with a severe disability? Well, the issue that the General Assembly faced was not with regard to the question you posed. It's the question of uh, the rights and consideration of the unborn child in terms of a discriminatory... Why would you do this? It was so compassionate. Why would you... Why? Why would you let a child with disability... When I heard this, when I was up on vacation, I've been I've been painting um, memes. I call them 10 hour memes, fine art memes. I know you can make them on the computer in about 10 seconds, but I've been spending hours making them in my spare time. And I've been using old propaganda. And so I saw the abortion debate and I found two flyers that I was going to paint sometime in the future. And I found them last week, and they're both from Germany. And the first one is children with disabilities. And it says, translated, sterilization, not a punishment, but liberation. What parents would like to wish their children such a horrible wish? Who wants to be guilty of this? That's exactly what Allison was saying. Who wants to be guilty of this? Who wants to put the child or the parent through this? Well, there's a follow-up, and it's this. It's one German worker holding up two people, one an old guy and one that looks like a monkey. You also carry the burden. 
someone with disease will cost the average will cost that the average 50,000 Reichmarks before he reaches 60 years. We're going to find out that those with disabilities are the ones who are far greater than we are. We are going to, at some point, realize what we are actually talking about. First, they came for the black child, but I wasn't black, so I didn't say anything. Then they came for the Down syndrome child, but I looked through my eyes and i i thought how could i parent a child like this so i looked at them through the eyes of fear and i said nothing i compared my imperfect and garish life to their simple never being able to get married maybe or buy their first house or have their first car or drink their college years away and party like i did and i thought i i wouldn't want that for my life that simple life, so I said nothing. And when they came for me because I had cancer, I was too old, I was no longer really of any use for society, there was no one left to stand for me. All right, it's Father's Day, and let me talk to you a little bit about uh, Omaha Steaks. Father's Day, you can give a dad a fantastic gift. All I want, really, is time with my kids. And if that means a barbecue with my kids, that's perfect. Omaha Steaks now has something, a $235 value. It is only $59.99. You got your mom really nice flowers? Get dad these. Omaha Steaks, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code Beck up in the search bar, you go to the search bar, you look for, you just put Beck on that, and it'll take you right to this special. Two filets, top sirloins, pork chops, four Omaha Steak burgers, jumbo franks, chicken fried steaks, all beef meatballs, four premium chicken breasts. You get dessert, you have their signature seasoning, and you get four extra Omaha Steak Burgers for free. This is an amazing gift for Father's Day. 74% off. It's going to cost you $59.99. Only if you search on the search bar for Beck, that's where you'll find this. Give your father the, the, the time. Give your father the time and have a cookout with your dad on Father's Day. OmahaSteaks.com. Make sure you use the promo code back in the search bar. It's OmahaSteaks.com. You know, I know the economy is so important. I know that immigration, what's happening on our border is so important. But if we don't get this life thing right, we're not going to make it. Because we're entering a time now where the Nazis' greatest dreams are being realized. We, we can pick a child and make sure that they're all Aryan. They're all blue-eyed. Or they're all brown-eyed. Or they're all green-eyed. There's not a single white person born. There's not a Jew born. There's not a black born. 
There's no there's no more men. We're going to we're going to we're going to genetically change men. Remember, the tastes of societies change. And if you don't believe me, go to an art museum and look at the look at the paintings of the big fat naked women. What? Tastes change. Racism is a human trait. What we believe is true is most times not. If we don't get this one right, our children and our grandchildren are going to pay a very, very, very high price. I would ask that you would stand for life. I would ask that you would help your neighbors and your friends see the path that we're going down. The things that they're saying now are the things that the Nazis said in propaganda. (laughs) These people are now just saying it right from their heart because they have closed the connection between their heart and their head. It works both ways. Both must be open. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about CarShield. You know, I said to you a minute ago that it's really difficult. I know what you go through. I know when that check engine light goes off. You're like, what? You got to be kidding me. I know, you know, most people cannot afford a $500 hit when they go and take their car in. It's tough. All right. So what do you do? Well, just like medical insurance, you kind of have car insurance, right? Except you need extended vehicle protection. If your car is out of warranty, don't just go to the casino every time you turn the, the, the key Make sure that you have some insurance that you're you're holding a winning hand still. The the extended vehicle protection from Car Shield has literally saved me thousands of dollars. If your car has five thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand miles, it doesn't mean that you have to pay the high repair bills. You can still take them into the dealer, and you don't have to worry about getting paid because Car Shield pays them directly. Get your car fixed. Take this worry off your plate. 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, or carshield.com. Promo code BECK, save 10%. Join Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get all the best conservative content and 10% off if you use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Pat Gray is uh, with us from Pat Gray Unleashed podcast. You can get on iTunes or or wherever. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. You want to talk today about uh, Disney's threatened boycott of Georgia? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Bob Iger just made this announcement yesterday. The abortion bill in Georgia. How do you feel about that? And is, is Disney going to keep producing there? Well, I think if it becomes law, uh, it'll be very difficult to produce it. I rather doubt we will. Um, Why? I don't think it Because yeah, he says. I, I think mm-hmm. many people who work for us will not want to work there. Yeah. And somebody um, else. we'll have to heed their wishes in that regard. Right now, we're, hmm. we're watching it very carefully. Okay. Um, Stop. So I, I, don't have a, I don't actually have a problem with Bob Iger saying this. I wish mm-hmm. he had a spine. But he is he's giving in to the wishes of all the creatives. And, you know, well, you're going to what are you going to do? And so do the same thing if their wish was, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to perform in New York because their abortion law is so extreme. 
extreme. They can kill a, a baby that's just about if, to be born. If a company had most of their employees saying that, I, I think, think they would. would. You think they'd cared, cave to that? I, yeah, I think I if most of their employees were were saying that, they would. Like a would Chick Fil A, if they said, you know what, we don't want to go to New York because we don't want to have abortion because we don't like the abortion law. I mean, they would get destroyed by the media for that stance. Absolutely. Oh, of course. They they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah but, they but Chick-fil-A would do it. Yeah, they would do it. They would do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I don't do think it. it's bad to have principles. It's interesting. Um, and if that their principles are, you know, we really, really just adore killing little no, no, no. children. Bob Iger's principle is I got to make money. I got to make movies and I got to make money. Probably. I'll, and certainly he doesn't give a crap about the also, crew. Yeah. The, and, the poor people who are working in Georgia on these movies yeah. who, who probably are all on their side of the argument when it comes to abortion. He also all, doesn't give a crap about China's policies. No, I know no, that. Where they've got people in oh, internment camps right now I and they're know. killing millions of Muslims. I know. And But I, they're doing business the, with China? Yeah, they're doing business with China. Huh. Yeah. 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 Isn't that interesting? The no, hypocrisy. All of these companies is, are doing so this. I think it is ridiculous. remarkable what we are going through, and that's it why is. we started the show the way we did, is we've, we've, we've got to take a stand. And the way to fight this Yes, we have is, to take a stand. That's my point. Too. Yeah. We have to take a stand, and the way to fight it is to say, oh, okay, Disney, bye-bye. Right. You know, it, yeah, but all of us have to do that too, not just Georgia. And I think no, all of us. Governor Brian Kemp is is telling him that he's saying, "Yeah, okay, see ya." Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really the the iPhone thing. Go go with me here for a second. <laughs> I have this conversation with my wife all the time. I'll be, I'll be like, "Put the iPhone down. Put the iPhone down. Put put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Crackhead. Crackhead. <laughs> put it down." And uh, she'd be like, "I am doing all of these things. I got idea. Okay, well." You know what? Go without it for a week. Are you kidding me? You know what, honey? You sure did it 10 years ago, and we were fine. Mm-hmm. That's what George yeah. and all these other places need to say. Oh, Hollywood won't produce our movie, their movies here? Oh, let's see. Georgia was doing pretty fine without them. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You will find other things. And and if if we start putting life behind making a stupid movie <laughs> wow yeah. or going to a stupid movie if we started hitting disney in the pocketbook like i'm not going, I'm not to, going your, to i'm not going to your uh, disney world i'm not going to disneyland and not going to your disney movies but with star wars you're not and going to marvel you're just not going to you're not going to but and that's the only thing that would make a statement to bob Iger and to disney okay if you, we can play that game too and on the other side, boycotts lose their effectiveness when you don't give them credibility. The power. Right? Like, like yeah. you know, North Carolina tried to stand up against you know, when the bathroom law thing was going on last year. And they were like, we're, we're, we passed this law. It's important. And all this. Then the NBA was like, yeah, we're not going to have our all-star game there. And like, okay, forget it. Uh, we didn't care. And it would stop. Stop. We're sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah. all right, that's not going to work. Right? Like, right. you have to. When you make a decision like that. And you know the the consequences. What you're saying is, I'm putting this at a higher priority than that, right? Georgia is saying I'm putting life at a higher priority than than Disney, and Disney is saying I'm putting abortion at a higher priority than the workers in the state, than the, my mm-hmm. potentially my previous co- commitments, uh, and maybe the business uh, influence. And they can make that choice as a company. They can. They can say, you know what? We just we just heart killing babies. We, mm-hmm. we just love ending those heartbeats. And they can just do that all they want. And if that's their principle, then you know what their principle is. And you can make that decision whether you feel like that really, principle is one you want to play with. It's interesting that we raise our children on Disney. 
and yet Disney is not standing for the unborn for children. children. I mean, it's it's really truly remarkable. Mm-hmm. With with that being uh, that being said, boycotts are just destruction, and that's not that's not how to fight or win. Now, I am always torn on boycotts. Me too. I am right now. Yeah, I'm really torn on boycotts because, Mm -hmm. I mean, Martin Luther King said, you know, if we don't boycott, if we don't hit him in the pocketbook, it's not going to make a difference. And he was right. Um, However, what is boycotts will work when there's creative destruction. And what I mean by that is. It's easy for people to boycott on the left because they can say, I'm not going to watch Fox News. Well, they're fine not watching Fox News because they have six other things that they like more. When we say, I'm going to boycott Disney, what are you replacing that hole with? You, well, I'm going to boycott this. Really? Are you? You're going to boycott Google? You're going to boycott Facebook? You're going to boycott what? Mm-hmm. Apple? What are you replacing it with? I mean, there's no way Pat could boycott Facebook. It's too much of his life. <laughs> it's just too big of a part of his life. Social media for Pat. No, right? but what I'm saying yeah. is the average person, right, right. they want to boycott Facebook, but it's already such a big part of their life, and there's nothing that is on the other side that is just as good. And mm-hmm. so what has to happen is you have mm-hmm. to have creative destruction. And there we have to start developing. For instance, we have to go and support some really crappy Christian movies to get to some good Christian movies. You know what I mean? And we've done that. And we've done that. Yeah. And you and they're see getting good. they're getting yeah, they good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you're and it's away from the studio system. That's a really good example because right. it's worked in you, that in that case. You have to you have to. Leave the blaze out of this. You have to go and subscribe to Ben Shapiro or to Bill O'Reilly or whatever the blaze. You have to subscribe because we are in the creative destruction process. You're never going to replace these mainstream media overnight. It's just not going to happen. It has to start from the grassroots and then build, and it will get better and better and better. And 10 years from now, things will be different. But you can't boycott without the other option that is just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. That's why it works for the right, for the left, and why it doesn't work for the right. I'm not going shopping at Target or Walmart or 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 Kmart or any of it. Really? Where are you going to go buy stuff? <laughs> I'm not going to go to Target ever again. Okay. How long did that last? Because you like Target. You like these places and there's nothing just as good on the other side because they've got all of those. Mhm. I'm going to buy all my groceries at Home Depot now. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what it's like. That's what it's That's like. It's the company we have. Right. So I'm going to go grocery shopping for milk and, and bread and cookies at Home Depot. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm never buying anything again on Amazon. Really? really? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So what is it we have, though? We don't, since we don't do boycotts and don't really even believe in them, although we're, you and I are torn on that a little bit, what do you do to make a statement to the Disney's and the Netflixes of the world uh, that it's unacceptable? You know what? I I I am so proud of my daughter Hannah. 
because she has become this greenie and not because of global warming, but because she believes that we waste too much. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she has never lectured me. I mean, I joke with her all the time. She comes over and I'm be like styrofoam. It's so wonderful. (laughs) Uh, And And it is. Yeah, it is. And she, you know, she throws it back in my face, but it's never, she's not trying to convince anyone. What she's come to the conclusion is, I don't think these big movements actually do anything. I think people actually living it and showing it's not that hard will change things. For instance, the the what's that all you know the miracle burger or oh, whatever impossible burger impossible yeah. burger that's going to change yeah so much because it's actually good creative destruction yeah but people like Stu had to eat those crappy burgers <laughs> for a long time <laughs> just yes. ten years right. so 10 15 I, years it yeah that's that it bad, was that's it? all it wasn't that bad at yeah. all <laughs> they finally came out with a good one so <laughs> right well I think it's 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 almost a point and this goes back to the Obama era early Obama era in that. It's a thought of a difference between uh, salvation and collective salvation, right? Like in, mm. in like mm-hmm. you, I think that we always think of ourselves as individuals, and you have to do what you believe is right. And like, you know, I, there's a lot of things that I believe that I, you know I'm not going to sit here and evangelize for because they don't, no one cares, right? Like, mm. you know, you. I mean, I'll tell you if you ask me, but I mean, there's a, a level of I'm doing what I want to do and believe is right because i believe it's right not mm-hmm. because i'm trying to influence other people or t- t- make a giant societal change that's where like, hannah is yeah and i think that's a i think that's a good place to land i mean mm-hmm. i you can only do you, you can get obsessed with this stuff because if you tried it we just joked about it like you can't buy something on amazon imagine trying to actually I- implement a strategy that you boycotted every company that you disagreed with we all know it's undoable and i'm not I, I, yeah. if you want to have a boycotted like if it makes you feel like you're doing something that's fine but i mean like it's impossible like you would never watch another television show you would never not movies you'd you, never no watch another movie mm-hmm. you you would not be able to go the, electric, the electricity you company you're doing business with is probably doing things that violate your interests right yeah. right you're, what you, you ha- wouldn't do anything you wouldn't do anything yep. wouldn't do anything right and like it, it it's you wouldn't just, have a cell phone you wouldn't have a cell phone like, like the patriot mobile ads we, we yeah. talk about all the time you wouldn't uh, uh, unless it's patriot, unless mobile, it's patriot mobile you would not have self and unfortunately there's not a patriot mobile in every category right I mean, there just and isn't. you know what right the patriot mobile idea here's a great creative example. destruction yeah. creative destruction it's that perfect. people are like oh, okay well i don't know i've never heard of you know where they they base this off of something that was started in California that struggled for a long time. Same exact thing that was like, we're going to give some of our profits to these uh, crazy progressive groups. And probably it, didn't use crazy. Yeah, right? I know. And so it, it, it struggled for a long time, then took off and now is actually influencing elections for the progressives. And so these guys got together and went, why can't we do that? Well, they're just going through their growth stage now the same same way. You just have to live it. You have to say, you know what? I'm willing to I'm willing to get the same service. I'm willing to get all of the exact same coverage and everything else. And I'm willing to put up with the switching over because I'm tired. of. that's all you have to put up. All you have to put up with. And that's a hard sell for people. It is. But it's Even though they point, made it really easy. And, I know. And a lot of these companies have done the same thing. Um, 
but it's just hard to find them and you just a lot of times you don't know about them. but when you find them you need to use them yeah. if they really do do the same service or better you that's the way you make an impact Okay, you got to support the the pioneers that are doing the creative destruction, because without the creative destruction, without the new ones coming up, you're left with nothing. You're left with nothing except a losing boycott, because everybody's like, I'm never going to. And they're doing it the very next day Mm -hmm. because it's they like it. They like it. If you believe in the free market, then you got to support the free market. You got to find those those entrepreneurs that are doing it and then just quietly use them. I will tell you, my daughter has talked me into a lot of things, not by saying a word, just by going, you got to be kidding me. Really? This you got and it's cheaper and it tastes like this or it Mm -hmm. does this or Mm -hmm. really? And it doesn't have any of these bad effects. Wow. Okay, I'm in. That's a really good thing. Solar energy. Once solar energy starts to come down in price, we'll all be solar energy nuts. Yeah, as long as it works and it's reliable. Exactly right. Yeah. That's the only we don't hate the environment. It just doesn't work. We don't hate Christian movies. They just have sucked for so long. (laughs) Well, once they start to be good and they are, I'm there. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely there. Yep. Pat's Thank improved you. with unplanned and breakthrough, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a proven theory. Thank Both you so much. Really well. Uh, Pat Gray. Pat Gray Unleashed. Get to wherever uh, you get your podcasts. All right. I want to talk to you about American Financing. Uh, American Financing is a, um, is a group that they're the only mortgage company that I have ever endorsed or will ever endorse. And I said no to them for a long time in the buildup to the crash of 08 uh, because I thought all mortgage companies did exactly the same stuff. They don't. This is a family-owned and operated business uh, that now does business in all 50 states. They they not only survived, they thrived during the 08 uh, downturn. Their people didn't lose their houses and things like that, you know, generally speaking, because uh, they weren't jamming them into these loans they shouldn't have gotten. American financing, they work for you, not for the bank. They work for you. They'll find the right loan for you at American Financing. It takes 10 minutes to get this thing started. Whether you're looking to refi, consolidate, or buy your first home, it's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now, 800-906-2440. Hey, they have your values. You need a mortgage? AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We have to talk about this um, if we can have time. We have Bill O'Reilly coming up in just a minute, but we'll have to come back to this. We're just talking about being authentic and being honest. Uh, And Stu brought up about my daughter. She's not doing it for any other reason, just herself. She just wants to be that. Uh, And it's a struggle that I think a lot of us uh, go through. You know, why do you buy Nike? Because you want to join that tribe because it says something about you. What does that even mean? Um, You know, it says something about you, your actions, not what you say, but what you do and how you live your life. Uh, And I think that's a growing trend of what people want to be. The fusion of entertainment and 
enlightenment. Mm, yes. And it has been uh, it's been too long since I've talked to my friend, Mr. Bill O'Reilly, who joins us with a view at 40,000 feet on what the news of the week has even meant in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, you know, I, I want to tell you about our sponsor. You know, let us bring Bill in on this uh, because our sponsor is uh, Cruise Through History. Bill, how are you? Um, I'm uh, getting ready for my cruise. I'm learning how to swim. <laughs> right. I'm doing all kinds of great stuff. Um, you actually are excited to go to the to Croatia, right? Yeah. Um, my son is fixated on Croatia. Don't ask me why. He's got their soccer jersey, and uh, the kid is all Irish, but uh, he like for some reason likes the Balkans. So we're going to dump him in Dubrovnik and. Uh, <laughs> It is. It's it's strange. My son is into uh, Scotland and he's got the Scottish jerseys. And I mean, it's crazy. Anyway, he's not wearing the uh, the kilt, though, right? Oh, he would if I get one. (laughs) He would. Um, So anyway, we're doing this uh, big cruise next uh, spring. And the reason why I invited uh, Bill and Rabbi Lappin and also David Barton is because we're all history minded. And we're going to uh, Venice. We're going to uh, Croatia, which you're going to have to help me on the history of that. Um, it's just a beautiful place to go. Uh, also, uh, Athens and Greece. So you're going to be able to talk about what a republic is. What uh, What's the difference between a republic and a democracy? What happened in the Dark Ages and who brought us out of the Dark Ages? And what our religion means when we get to Israel? It's going to be an amazing cruise. Uh, and uh, Bill's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Mm, Stu is going to be. Uh, I think we're using him as a life raft. Um, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I will be eating the Italian food for everyone. Yeah. Uh, no, I will be there too. ComeSailAway.com <laughs> to learn more. ComeSailAway.com. It's all inclusive. Airfare, hotels, the, the crew, everything is all inclusive. Uh, check it out now. ComeSailAway.com. The VIP passes are almost all gone. Uh, so check it out now. We'd love to have you next spring join us uh, in the Mediterranean to learn history and just see beautiful things. CompassAleAway.com. All right, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Welcome. I'm here. Yes. <clears throat> sounds great. I haven't talked to you in quite a while, and it's, it sounds like you're just just brimming with things to say. Where you been, Beck? Nobody knows where you went. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? Uh, no, I really won't, but I, um, I hope you had a good time, and I hope you relaxed and uh, didn't, didn't frighten anyone. No, I didn't frighten anybody. Okay, so, so Bill, tell me, yeah. what's the most important story of the week? The most important story of the week is that due process in America is once again under siege and this affects every single person and i'm trying to be the paul revere guy here to spread the word that somehow and i really don't i can't really explain it other than blame it on the media um you know we don't respect the presumption of innocence anymore so i was talking even at the highest levels of government uh, i was talking to a federal judge while i was on uh, vacation and um he said Uh, We judges need to start coming out and hammering our own. He said, I am seeing things now come across my bench. He said, where the Constitution, the law, nothing, nothing has gone into this decision except what that judge felt 
was the right thing. And he said, we're developing a country that is is being ruled by feelings alone. And the rule of law is completely going out the window. And I think that's what it is, is where it's just we do. We only care about how people feel and what I feel and what feels right. Yeah, well, I think it's a it's a dual uh, problem. You got you've got the activist judges and everybody knows that um, that any kind of an abortion uh, question or challenge, you, you know, there's four people on the Supreme Court that are going to rule in favor of abortion, no matter what it is. And that's wrong, of course. The other side, you don't really know. You really don't know. Uh, you know, Clarence Thomas, I think, would be the most reliable against yes. anything abortion. But yes. the others, you don't really know. Right. But what I'm talking about is the uh, Mueller. Um, he sits there. He comes out. He sits there. And this was all about cocktail parties. I'll explain that in a moment. But the Mueller thing, he comes out and he goes, you know, I'm a prosecutor. That's what I was hired to do. And I, and I investigated two years alleged uh, crimes. And I really don't have any evidence. And I wrote a report for almost 500 pages that says, I don't really have any evidence. I mean, there were occurrences, that things that happened, but nothing that I can say was uh, a criminal referral, as Judge Starr did with Bill Clinton 11 times. But I don't have anything. So instead of just saying, good night, everyone, thank you, I'll um, see you uh, down the road, no. Then he has to pivot and say, but my investigators can't say President Trump didn't do anything wrong. Right. That is so outrageous. That's not his job. That's the job of CNN. That's their job, okay? Not Mueller's job. And what Mueller did was he denied a fellow American, who happens to be the president, due process. Well, he, he, cloaked it. he cloaked it. It was really fascinating. He cloaked it in the reason why I didn't say that he was guilty of a crime is because there's no due process for him. So I care about due process. And in, because I couldn't bring up a criminal charge, I'm not going to say he committed these crimes because then there was nowhere to go with it. So, But that's false. That's false. I mean, you saw the Star Report. And, and yes, they have uh, clarified what can and can't happen to a sitting president, but you can still refer you can refer, and then when Donald well, Trump leaves office, then he has to answer. Well, but not only that, that that's we, what he was we, we to all do, know, by the way, right? We all know that if he said uh, that there was a crime committed, then we know the process is then turn it over to Congress and he'll be impeached. So or, the, the question is, or convene a grand jury. Correct. The, the problem here is, is why did we do this? If the answer was, well, I can't tell you if a crime was committed or because not. That wasn't the answer. He just made it up. He just made it up. All right. That gave him cover. All right. So then let's get to the real reason he did this. So. He's a swamp creature, right, mm-hmm. Robert Mueller? Mm-hmm. Would everybody agree with that? Stu, are you still awake here? Uh, Will you agree? Barely, but yes, I would. M- Mueller is a swamp creature. That means he makes his living in the Washington, D.C. bureaucracy and always has. Okay. 
Um, so he issues a report that said basically exonerates Donald Trump, who the swamp wants to kill. All right. And so all his swamp friends, they don't like that. So all of a sudden, all the cocktail parties and the barbecues and the country club, I'll meet you, we'll have a drink, we'll have a little dinner, that all stops. And he's got to get it back. And that's why he did what he did. Now, now what, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, you're crazy, O'Reilly, this, that, and the other thing. I'm, this is the primary motivator for the liberal elite in America, socializing, being accepted at the highest levels, being seen in the salons. That, that is everything to them. So I was, I was going to never invited anywhere. Never. So we have to throw that in that we're jealous. So, (laughs) so Bill, let me ask you, let me ask you this. what it's about. Let me ask you this. I think you're absolutely right. In fact, I know you're right on this. Thank you. Um, And I know how intoxicating that is, that when you are, when you're offered the opportunity to be part of the cool kid table, we all know this from high school. It's enormously hard not to turn your back on that one weirdo friend that you've had that you actually really like, but is really unpopular when the popular kids want to try to include you in their club. That's the mean girl syndrome. Exactly. And, you know, it, it gets to the point where this infects, and that's the word, politicians, judges, especially news people on television. Oh, my God, they live for that invitation. Um, And it infects them so that they can't be fair anymore. They have to tilt over to the cool kids. And that's what this Mueller thing was all about. Now, do we have time for me to tell you about the phone call I got from President Trump the night Mueller gave his address? Yes. Let me take one minute break and then we'll come back with that. Bill O'Reilly. I'm not stupid. I mean, let's take a break and, uh, you know, tease it a bit. I mean, it's only 60 seconds. Hell did not wait for that. (laughs) Right. I'm very interested in this one. Let me tell you about uh, X chair. X chair. Sitting in an X chair now. Stu is sitting in an X chair. It's a great office chair. It's a comfortable office chair that you'll sit upright in it. You'll you'll have the right support for your lumbar. Uh, you'll have the arms are at exactly the right height. Everything about this chair is fantastic. But as an office chair, I am telling you, and I am. This is not hyperbole. Uh, you've gone to movie theaters before that have the big recliners, and if you have if you haven't been there, you need to move to a city that has them. Uh, has the big recliners and they're fantastic. And then you go to another movie theater that doesn't have a good recliner or has a movie, you know, regular movie theater seat and you hate it. I would take this if they were like, hey, you know, we got the recliners and, you know, we're all sold out. We got an X chair sitting back there. I would take this absolutely because it absolutely. is as comfortable when you're sitting back in it, leaning back, it yeah. is as comfortable as any recliner I've ever sat in. Yeah, it's awesome. <clears throat> Check it out now. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. It is an X-Chair. It's xchairbeck.com, 1-844-X-Chair, 844-X-Chair, xchairbeck.com. You get $100 off right now. If you use the promo code XWheels, you're going to get the upgrade for the wheels as well, um, the brand-new X-Wheels, which are really 
absolutely fantastic. Use the promo code XWheels at XChairBeck.com. XChairBeck.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. This is the Glenn Beck program. Bill O'Reilly, you got a phone call from Donald Trump. Yes, because I'm wrapping up uh, the United States of Trump, my book, my history book on him. That'll be out um, on uh, September 24th. And I needed to get one more um, interview with the president, particularly after the Mueller thing, the report and all of that. So, you know, he's not real thrilled about this book anyway. Donald Trump is not because it goes way back and and traces his whole life and then explains how he did this amazing thing and how he's sitting in the White House and who he really is and how he feels about his country. Really? Okay. So he doesn't know. He knows me a long time and he knows I'm going to tell the truth. Um, But he calls me. All right. And it was nice of him to do it because I'm badgering his PR people going, look, I need to get a final interview with him to wrap this book. And he calls me about oh, 10, 15 at night, Eastern time. He goes, oh, why, Bill, are you still up? I said, I'm like you. I'm a vampire. I never sleep. Um, so I talked to him um, and the Mueller thing comes right up because that's what I wanted him. I, my basic question to the president was, since you have gone through this for three years, being pounded into pudding by the media and investigated and this, that, and the other thing, has your opinion of America changed? Now, I'm not going to give you his answer because I'm, I have it in the book, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you that he wailed on Mueller. And he said that Mueller is, hates him, uses that word. He goes, Mueller hates me. And I said, why would, it, why would he hate you? And, and President Trump said, because when I fired Comey, Mueller called me and asked for Comey's job as head of the FBI. And I said, no. But it goes on back further. The president told me that he was in one of my golf clubs on the Potomac River and he was going to move out of the neighborhood and wanted his deposit back. And I wouldn't give it to him because if I did that, I have to give it to everybody. And I said, how much was he? he goes, $15,000. And I said, Mueller called you and you took the call? He goes, yeah, I talked to him. And it was a, quote, nasty conversation. <laughs> and that, and he says that Mueller hates me. He's always hated me. And, and that's now why he did what he did today. Okay, so, so let me, let me ask you this question. Like hear that. Let me play devil's advocate. Okay. The president has a pattern of saying, somebody called me for a job. Somebody called me for help. And yeah. it's not always true. Okay, well, what do you want me to do? Put him on a lie detector? Well, I just want to... reporting uh, what he said to me. Right, I, what I want to know... Whether it's true or not, is it, that, that's... I don't know. How can you check it? Um, but the fact that he's saying... I don't think he would... Look, let's put it this way. I've known him 30 years. He's never told me a falsehood. Directly to me. Okay. Ever. That, well, is, I mean, that's all I can tell you. Bill, am I uh, incorrect in believing that this is somewhat big breaking news? Like, like this, did, was this known before this phone call? Like, I, did, I had never heard the story I, that he I, asked I for the FBI job. I on, on BillOReilly.com, mm-hmm. 
which is the premier uh, website, political website in the country. I'm a member, I know, yeah. So I, I did I did do that. I'm a member, so too, I, but, but more of a I reluctant. always want to give you and Beck, you know, some good stuff for your audience. Right. Um, and uh, I, I believe they're interested in that. All right. Hmm. Uh, so, Bill, what happens... Uh, what happens now? I mean, you were you were here for the Im- impeachment of, you know, of, of Lincoln's successor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you went through you went through Watergate uh, and and with Clinton. What 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 do we what is Congress going to do now? Start their own hearings? I don't think so. But I could be wrong. Oh, I hate saying that. Oh, it's so painful. <laughs> Could be wrong, but I don't think so. Why? Um, because the independent voters, if you look at the polling, yeah. most Americans do not want this dog and pony impeachment show based upon what we know now, which is you don't really have anything. And the Senate will never convict. So why put the country through this when we have vexing problems that need to be solved and you're not solving them? You're not even trying to solve them. So that's Americans, they want Congress to solve problems, okay, to put the country in a more uh, prosperous position. And you don't do that when you're drumming up impeachment stuff. So right, uh, the only people that are going to prosper from that are cable TV news. That's all. And <clears throat> I think that the Democrats really are fearful that if they do this, Independent voters will turn on the party. They'll lose the House. They'll lose the. Um, they'll never get the Senate back, and then Trump will be reelected. So I think that's uh, I, the overarch fear. I said this um, uh, the day that um, Mueller came out, and I said, uh, "Don't don't fear impeachment hearings uh, because I think that works against. And in fact, if the economy starts to go down." I think that actually would strengthen the president if they were in impeachment hearings, because I remember, Bill, you know, this is before the blue dress came out. And I thought that Bill Clinton absolutely did all of those things and was lying. But there was this moment when he said, I did not have sex with her, not one time. And I didn't tell anybody to lie. And I've got to get back to work for the American people. There was even a part in me that said, wow. I mean, this is, I mean, we do have other priorities. And I caught myself and I was like, wait, wait, wait. But I think if the economy, which has gone so well, if the economy was going and having problems and they were focused on impeachment, I think that it actually could turn around because Trump would be saying, this is nonsense. You've known it's nonsense. And everything that we have to work on, they got me so tied down on this impeachment stuff, I can't do the things I need to do. I think it actually would really, really hurt them. Yeah, I mean, that's the fear of Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party. The other thing is that cable news ratings this week have not been strong, um, which has surprised me. I mean, in general, they are deteriorating. The cable news networks are losing viewers, and substantially. But I figured, well, this week, you know, with all of the uh, stuff going on, um, you know, they're going to really uh, go through, you know, go up because Mueller and everything like that. Well, racial matter is, is getting hammered this week. Um, they're not doing well. I, Demographically, they're all getting killed. 
Last night I had these numbers right in front of me. I'm reading them. Not one cable news show did more than a half million, 25 to 54 viewers. Not one? I mean, not one. Um, that's, that means the folks have had enough, enough. Oh, you know, the my two, gosh. The two, yeah, the two entities that Americans are walking away from right now are the Russian collusion Mueller and Godzilla. Enough with Godzilla, all no, right? I will oh, take you on. I will take you on and oh, take you down for I that. See. How many monsters have to wreck San Francisco? <laughs> never enough. There are never enough. The Godzilla, I mean, look, I grew up making fun of Godzilla. I used to watch them for fun on you Saturdays. You were the guy in the rubber suit. <laughs> I would have loved to have been the guy in the rubber suit. They've always been horrible. But the last one and this one look tremendous. You're not going to see Godzilla this week? Are you nuts? <laughs> I mean, you were buying Matthew Broderick was running away from a lizard? No, no, no. That's not the Matthew Broderick. That's two Godzilla's no. ago. That's two. The one before this one. Brian Cranston. I can't keep track of them back. Oh, yeah. Well, you need to, Bill O'Reilly. Get your priorities right. More with Bill O'Reilly in just a second. All right, Father's Day is right around the corner, and I don't know about you, but I just want experiences with my kids. I don't need a tie. I don't need anything. I just want experiences with my kids. Uh, Here's a great experience that lasts more than just a day. It's 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit. It's on sale now. You get $50 off now through June 17th. You will not only help dad watch his, uh, you know, uh, watch his health because it will point out the things that he might be prone to uh, have diabetes, et cetera, et cetera, what he can do. But it also uh, shows him his traits and where they may have come from and what they mean. And then also the ancestry. We had such a great time as a family going over our ancestry and our, our DNA kit. We had the health and ancestry kit done in, uh, in my family, uh, I don't know, about six months ago. And it is so much fun. It's the 23andMe health and ancestry kit. Go to 23andMe.com slash back. That's the number 23andMe.com slash back. You're going to get a discount. Offer ends June 17th. Right now, you can get a subscription to BillOReilly.com and BlazeTV.com for the same individual full price they are normally at. Whoa! Go there now and sign up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Friday. Uh, we have Bill O'Reilly on. Bill, let's let's uh, go to Louisiana, uh, where the governor of Louisiana has just signed a major abortion bill. He's a Democrat. I want to talk to you a little bit about the abortion bills that are being passed and how the how Hollywood is saying we won't do business in Georgia or any other of these states. Your thoughts? Well, it's a um, very difficult situation in the sense that this is a very personal decision and I don't believe it's framed properly by the press so that Americans understand that it really is a life and death situation. You don't ever hear that. And that's the way I frame it. So you're going to be terminating 
a fetus who's not going to be able to have life, and that's what abortion is. And that's why the vast majority of American doctors will not perform the operation. Um, okay. But then you have extenuating circumstances where violence is uh, used on women and uh, you have catastrophic health problems and um, you have babies that uh, are going to be born in a, in a way that would make it almost impossible for them to live um, in, a, in a natural way. So I, I believe that good people of conscience and, and people who really understand that life is the most precious thing on this planet, human life, can sit down and write bills that are humanitarian, but at the same time protect innocent life. I think it can be done. But it's been so politicized and so uh, drawn into the hateful realm by the reproductive rights, and if you are pro-life, you're anti-women, and all of this horrible horrible um, discourse that it's depressing now the United States is is one country but it's a it's a bunch of different areas so in the south it's a much more conservative social spectrum than it is in Los Angeles everybody knows that I, I resent Disney and Comcast and all these people injecting themselves into this debate on an economic basis because this is what is happening now we'll boycott you if we don't like your political position rather than trying to bring people together or why can't disney hold a forum for the best minds in the country to discuss this situation and come up with rational ways to deal with it why can't the disney corporation do that why would the Disney Corporation do that? I mean, I don't want a corporate. I, I don't want a. I'm tired of these. It's good not an imposition on you, Glenn Beck. It's a think tank. Do you want another think tank from the people of Disney? I want a good I movie like from Disney. Have, I would like to have discussions, all right, among people of goodwill to come up with a framework where we can deal with the subject of abortion in a way that protects life. Here's where here's 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 the framework. Here's the framework. That there is that is a baby at some point that is a baby and we might disagree on when that's a baby or not. But, you know, I we, wouldn't disagree on it. Well, hang anybody on just a because I believe that that human conception. DNA is present on conception. Okay. And that that's a fact, so it is life right there. Okay, all right. So I happen to agree with you. Uh, I have been in instead of, you know, of a, a, a guy who said yes, with exceptions of rape and incest, because I don't want but I'm not comfortable with that anymore. I'm growing more and more uncomfortable with that every day. Murder is murder. It doesn't matter how it happened. Um, and it's my compassion that has always left that door kind of open. But I don't think that that's right. However, I think there I think there are people with um, good intent, and they're honestly thinking about it, that can say, all right, well, the heartbeat, or until it's, uh, until it's viable, which I don't buy into at all, but they're still good people. And the way to deal with this is to continue to have conversation and continue to look at research and just not condemn those people of good conscience. But you can't include you can't do that anymore because 
you're not hearing reality when people say, well, that's not even a baby until mom decides it's a baby. It's not a baby. That's just ridiculous that you're a science denier. You're an absolute science denier. And I can't have a conversation with you because you're not being honest at all. You're not that's looking why for you have truth. To lift it out of the emotion and you have to put it into the science community. So this all happened because of uh, the governor of Virginia, Mario, uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, Hillary Clinton, all of these high, high-level Democratic politicians who basically said to the nation, you know what, abortion should be on demand at any time for any reason. Well, that horrified most Americans. Mm-hmm. That position horrified most Americans. So you can use abortion as birth control now? Is that what you can do? You can practice eugenics, as Supreme Court Justice Thomas pointed out. Is that what you can do? So the backlash against those people I just mentioned is what led to the heartbeat laws. And what led to you changing your opinion, I believe, all right, is that we can't have a society that just throws human life away uh, and worships at the altar of reproductive rights. You said That's not a just society. Here's the problem. You said, well, we have to bring it back into science. We do. However, you know, I just reread uh, Eisenhower's farewell speech. And, you know, everybody knows it because he said, you know, the vast industrial uh, military industrial complex. But he said there's two things that we have to watch out for. The second thing in holding scientific research in, and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific technological elite. What he was talking about were these universities were going to start getting lots of money for research. And so they're going to start to do the things that the government wants. They're going to start to uh, have their own kind of uh, elites. And we could find ourselves in trouble because the same elites who are working with the military industrial complex, the same kind of thing is happening over in education and science. And that's really where we are. But science is leaning heavily toward the pro-life position. So you're saying, wait, 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 you're saying scientific, you're saying scientific fact. Right. Okay. So there's a difference. We didn't know about human DNA. Now we know. Yes. And now we have ultrasound. Hmm. Now we have all of these things that all of them lean toward. This is a person. Okay. You, and you can't cavalierly, decapitate a person even if it's not born yet so all the science goes in that direction yes all right so i'm not worried about any of that what i'm worried about is that american young people in particular don't understand what the hell is going on here because it's easy to rationalize behavior that's destructive you see it every day and, and the rationale they're given is it's not a human being, and it's the mother's um, right, human right and constitutional right, to do whatever she wants with it. Do you know how many people believe that? But it, and it's never challenged. It's not challenged by anybody um, in the national television media. 
I don't know any newspaper that challenges that, do you? No. You know one newspaper that challenges that point of view? And if you utter it, if you're in the entertainment industry, you don't work. So I want Disney and Comcast to start to discuss this matter on a life-death basis. That's where you start. Now, would they do it? No. They'd never do it in a million years. Iger would never do it because he is a politically correct guy who puts his finger up to the wind and says, well, this is what most of the Hollywood community believes, so I'm going to believe it too. And that's why he's threatening Georgia. So it's really sad that we've come to this place in this country where economic terror is used to promote bad policy. If if anybody thinks that abortion on demand, as we have now in New York State, for any reason, at any time, is good public policy, humane policy, if anybody believes the founding fathers would have sanctioned that, they're not just stupid, they're crazy. Well, anybody who thought Martin Luther King or Gandhi or Lincoln or any of the great um, heroes and thinkers of the past would have agreed with that, uh, they are crazy. Uh, The people who would have agreed with that were people like Mengele and Goebbels and Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin and Mao. this is never presented in public schools. I know. It's never presented. So you have, you know, people, millions of Americans going blithely along, buying into this mantra of women's rights, it's my body, I can do what I want. You know what? It's not about you doing what you want. It's about you understanding what you're doing. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com uh, and the author of uh, some new Trump book I've heard about. Uh, you can yes. you could probably pre-order can I do that. do a couple of plugs? Oh, geez, go ahead. Yes, okay, go ahead. Father's Day coming up. If you buy Killing the SS, which deals right with what Beck and I were talking about, okay, on the abortion issue, if you buy Killing with SS uh, at BillOReilly.com, you get Killing Reagan free. And um, I want everybody to think about this. This cruise, I've been to all these places, this cruise that Beck has uh, put together. I've been to all of these places. And it is an unforgettable experience. And it also makes a great Father's Day and or Christmas gift. Might make a good um, Father's Day, birthday, Christmas, yeah, and Mother's yeah, Day yeah. gift. And, and you can surprise Dad not only with the gift, but he has to pay for it. Right. <laughs> All right, Bill, thanks so much. Bill O'Reilly right, guys, from BillOReilly.com. Have a great weekend. Cruise through history, what we were just talking about, where if we put together this cruise, they've been asking me to do this for a very long time, and um, they said, you can design it any way you want. I'm like, okay, all right. I want to go to the places that I want to see. I want to go to the places I've promised my family we would go, uh, and they and the places that have real meaning, that when I'm going with my family, you know, I'm taking them and I'm going, look, this is what happened. That's what this building is all about. And that's why we get this in our culture now. Uh, and so that's what we're doing. And you can, you know, you could go and just, 
be like, hey, where do I get the ice cream? And where? give me some spaghetti. That's the stew tour. Right. That's the stew tour. Mm-hmm. Or you can go with people like Bill and I, uh, and you'll get a different view of what you're about to see. And, and go with them the day and look at all the history stuff. And then I'll show you. The fun. <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> David Barton will be there. Rabbi Lappin will be there. I'll be there. Stu will be there. Bill O'Reilly. It's a cruise through history. Before it sells out, get your cabin uh, secured. Find out all of the information at comesailaway.com. Go there now, comesailaway.com. We have something uh, genuinely horrific to tell you about Martin Luther King that came out uh, in the last few days. And uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff behind this. Uh, but first, let's get to what was said and who said it. Yeah, David Garrow, who is a Pulitzer Prize-winning biographer of Martin Luther King. So, mm-hmm. very credible source. He has mm-hmm. gotten a hold of a memo describing a tape. So, the tape exists, but it has not been heard. It is supposedly not going to be released it's in the archives until 2027. However, the memo that describes what's in the tapes it has been seen by this guy who is completely credible when it comes to Martin Luther King. And, He's and a big lefty. He is a big lefty, but, I mean, he wrote, like... Yeah, the, the Pulitzer the book, Prize-winning right? book on Martin Luther King. Yes. So, um, the memo accompanying the tape alleges that Martin Luther King looked on and laughed as a pastor of Baltimore's Cornerstone Baptist Church raped a woman in the hotel room. Again, this is supposedly on tape. The FBI documents say that King had a conversation in which he, quote, discussed which women among the parishioners would be suitable for natural and unnatural sex acts. The, uh, the, uh, the, the report goes on. When the women, one of the women protested that she did not approve, the Baptist minister immediate, immediately and forcibly raped her. Garrow wrote that the FBI agents did not intervene during the alleged rape. So the FBI agents are there as well. They had bugged the room uh, on, on, with, on the lamps in the room. Um, at the uh, same hotel the same evening, or excuse, same hotel in the following evening, excuse me, King and a dozen other individuals participated in a sex orgy. When one of the women shied away from engaging in an unnatural act, King and several of the men discussed how she was, uh, she was going to be taught and initiated in this respect. King told her to perform such an act would help your soul. Again, this is all supposedly on tape. Now, there is, I think, the asterisks you need to put next to it in that the FBI was looking for negative information on Martin Luther King at this time, and perhaps is you know not is is describing these conversations in some way that isn't accurate or is misleading. Though I don't know. I mean, these are quotes. Uh, if the, unless the tape, if the tape has been erased, I think you could say, all right, well, maybe they were lying. Mm-hmm. However, you know. It's pointing to a tape that supposedly exists and will be released in 2027. So now here is here is here are the questions. Uh, First of all, is there a tape? Uh, Is this coming from a credible source? It is coming from a credible source. We do know the FBI was taping. What would the motivation of the source be to release this? Well, he is the King biographer. He is the guy who is recognized around the world as being the guy that has, has captured Martin Luther King in the, the best way. He has been positive about Martin Luther King. He's not doing a hatchet job on him, never has. So what would his motivation be? I want to get to that when we come back, because it is telling. 
fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. There is a conversation we started a few minutes ago about an audio tape that supposedly is in existence um, um, that has Martin Luther King watching a rape of a woman and laughing about it, engaged in an orgy and saying horrible, horrible things. If this is true, this completely changes Martin Luther King. I mean, how do you have a statue of King? Now, the question is, where did this information come from and why is it coming out now? The answer is, uh, I think, the, one of the most important answers that you can find today. And I'll give it to you in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, realestateagentsitrust.com. Your biggest investment is your home. Don't give it to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Buying or selling a home is very complicated. It is difficult to navigate. We at realestateagentsitrust.com, we choose the agents that have a long, long track record of great over-the-market performance. There are no part-time or inexperienced agents in, in the network. The market value for your home also can't be done by somebody who doesn't know your area. It can't be done by an algorithm. It takes years to, um, to be able to assess the market and evaluate the market and set a price for your home to sell quickly and for top dollar. Our experts uh, are experts in your neighborhood. And they also, you have to be able to trust them. You have to know that they have the same sensibilities, that they're going to do business on the up and up, and they know how to negotiate to get that best price. Real estate agents, I trust.com. Our agents are all personally hand vetted by my team. They are all uh, listeners of the program. They, they are just like you, except these are the experts in selling homes. So please, if you're looking to buy or sell a new home or your existing home, it's real estate agents, I trust.com. Real estate agents, I trust.com. All right, so let's get back into this Martin Luther King uh, conversation that we were having with Stu. Um, there is a there is a Pulitzer Prize winning author. He is he's not a hack. He is not from the right. He is he has no reason to put this out, or so you would think. He would have no reason to put this out about Martin Luther King if it weren't true. He is the the guy who is the expert on Martin Luther King. He is embraced by everybody on the left and everybody who's a King fan. This is the ultimate biography of Martin Luther King. He wrote it in the 80s. Now, he has just come out with a document that says that the government has a tape. It has not been released, but it has been heard. Well, it has. There is a memo describing it, written right, by the FBI. Has, right, that he has. The FBI has heard it. Yes, and they trans they transcribed and summarized it. Correct, and he has that memo. So it hasn't been heard by anybody today that we know of. This is just a memo that is showing what tapes they have on Martin Luther King. We know that J. Edgar Hoover was making tapes of Martin Luther King. Kennedy and Johnson were were spying on King. 
because Hoover thought that he was a communist and also thought he was very low of moral character. Um, now, these things have all always been denied. Well, the moral the, character one, there's been evidence of, right? Yes. I mean, it, you know, in, in the story, it talks about how uh, they thought he had 10 to 12 mistresses throughout his life. And they think now the number is more like 40 or 45. Mm. It's a lot. Okay. It keeps you busy. Now, the question that you should ask is, uh, because we don't know if this tape, until this tape is released in 2027, and I would urge, for history's sake, that that tape is released if it exists or any other tapes are released long before 2027. In fact, in the next 18 to two year, 18 months to two years, because digital audio deep fakes are not good yet. By 2027, you will not believe your eyes and you will not believe your ears. So any audio tape after after really 2020, 2022, you're not going to believe it. It won't, it won't make any impact. So if you want to know if this is true, that tape and any other tapes like it for anything should be released now uh, because we don't have the technology to fake them yet. Why would this guy do this? This guy is a celebrated leftist. This puts him in the outs and you could say, well, he just wants to tell the truth. Okay, maybe, maybe so, maybe so. When did he get this memo? Who gave this memo to him? And who is he? Now, we know that he's been a, a, a lefty, but what does that mean? In his own words, he is a, uh, what did he call himself, a, a quintessential Bernie Sanders donor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he is also a democratic socialist and has been at times an enthusiastic participator in democratic socialism. Okay. This is the author. This is the author that has released this information. Why would you release this information? Why would you release this information now? Well, what is democratic socialism? Democratic socialism, uh, for it to come true, several things have to happen. But one, you must destroy anyone who talks about the individual. Democratic socialist, it is not about the individual. It is about the collective. What is the, the hardest thing for a socialist to get around or any of these people who are, 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 are talking about social justice now? the way it's interpreted today, the biggest obstacle they have is Martin Luther King because he is still for individual salvation. Content of character. Content. Judge me by the content of my character, not the color of my skin. And I see a day when blacks and whites can play together. Okay. That's his message. Well, that's a very conservative message, quite frankly. Today, especially. Yes. His his message of America, live up to your founding documents. All men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain rights. That is not a democratic socialist message, nor is it helpful to those who are democratic socialists. You must destroy that. But you have to destroy it in such a spectacular way 
Now, think of this. If this is true, that tape was released. That he watched and laughed as a rape was going on. As it was going Mm -hmm. on. If he was saying these horrible, horrible things to a woman in an orgy, is he a guy we have a Martin Luther King Day for? Is he a guy we have statues for, boulevards named after? That's a really bad guy. If you're going to pull down statues of people from 1800, you've got to pull down a guy from 1960, because 1960 was not about that either. At least that's not what we were told he was about. And I'm sure you can find many civil rights activists that did not participate in rapes. Exactly right. right. So you could you can have a holiday still about some civil rights activist. But can you have a holiday for a guy who watched a rape on tape? And laughed? And laughed about it? I don't know if he can. Can you have statues for that person? I don't know even if though, he can. Even though you can still say what he said was good, you cannot yeah. hold him up. to be. You can hold his words up. But you cannot hold him up to be that guy. Okay? And, what they have to do is destroy him and his words. Hmm. And that's the problem. They don't just destroy Thomas Jefferson. They destroy his words. Right. And because he was such a bad person, all of his words are disqualified from Correct. being positive. Correct. And to your point here, listen to this quote from the author. He said, the new information, quote, poses so fundamental a challenge to his, his historical stature as to require the most complete and extensive historical review possible. I mean, he, that is a, I mean, that is like, I, if this is true, and again, we don't 100% know that it is, though it, it's in FBI documents and there's apparently a tape set, showing that he actually did this. If, it, if it's clear on tape, I mean, can the American people stand by and say, allow that to go on? You know, you take mm-hmm. a Martin Luther King Day, a national holiday. And what does that do I mean, for that, what does that do to African Americans? I mean, you guys, you think Bill, the Bill Cosby thing was jarring, right? Like here's mm-hmm. a guy who's a, a popular sitcom host in the '80s, and or, or like a, a a really popular singer in the the King of Pop. He had his issues. This guy's like the guy when it comes to civil rights in the United States of America. And uh, I would say a rape is a violation of civil rights. I'm gonna go out and say it. I think it is. Uh, so it's going to be difficult to hold if that tape exists, and it is as as described in this story and multiple others. It's almost incomprehensible. You'd have a holiday for that person. I mean, I, so right? here is the so that is the story. That's the story. But here's the real story behind that. Why now? Who leaked that? How did it get to him? When did it get to him? Why is he an honest broker or is he a democratic socialist uh, who is a strong activist who understands you've got to destroy him? Is this part of a movement of destroying uh, all of our heroes and turning everything upside down and inside out? I think it is. I think it is. Think about losing Martin Luther King. African-Americans have had all of their heroes taken away. All of their heroes have been taken away. Now, Martin Luther King is destroyed? Not, not marginalized, Jeez. destroyed. Yeah. How does that leave the African-American looking at history? Is there anyone? 
Is there anyone they can look up to in American history? Or that a white guy won't destroy, right? Yes. Here's a white guy bringing out all this information with probably white FBI agents and, and everything else. I mean, it's going to be hard not to this look at that. This is not good. No. This is not good. I, and I just don't know how you ignore it. You know, I, I don't know how you look at a story like this. If it's true, you can't just ignore it. You can't well, just... the media has. The media pretty much has. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely been coverage of it, but you're, it hasn't been... It hasn't been as big a story as you would think. I mean, certainly, if this story came out about some uh, conservative religious figure, uh, that imagine was this came out about Billy Graham, right? I mean, there I, were tapes on Billy Graham. Oh Can you imagine what they'd be doing to Billy Graham? Oh my gosh! Uh, and and I think they just don't know what to well, do with they, it. They did a, people like Jim Baker for having an affair. They destroyed the guy. But remember, remember, this is coming from the left not the democrats from the democratic socialist this is coming from a guy who says i'm in with the bernie sanders crew who did we introduce you to last night with bernie sanders crew what picture are you starting to see about who bernie sanders surrounds himself with you have to watch that episode if you didn't see it last night if you want to understand this martin luther king thing and Mm -hmm. see how it might fit in you look at this guy's credentials, what he says about how a big supporter he is of Bernie Sanders, and you then drop in this piece, and all of a sudden you start to understand exactly what's happening in our society. By the way, if this is true, uh, there had to be other civil rights activists that knew about this at the time. There had to be other people, uh, press members. What happened to them? You've been lied to. If this is true... America has been lied to from everyone on the Democratic left, everyone on the Democratic left, and all the media. Because people had to know about this stuff. If he had 40 mistresses, they knew about it. I mean, we did know he was. He yes. had some sketchy parts of him, for sure. But, yeah. I mean, it, he's crossing doing the orgies. Line. He's yeah. doing orgies. With multiple prostitutes in hotels all yeah. over the country. Come it's on. hard to imagine that was not more. All right, let me tell you about uh, Father's Day. By the way, Mark Levin is coming up in in just a second. Um, uh, Father's Day, there's a great Father's Day gift package from Omaha Steaks that you can get right now. It's a $235 value. You can get it for $59.99. Now, listen what this is. Two tender filet mignons. You have top sirloins, pork chops, four Omaha steak burgers, jumbo franks, chicken fried steaks, all beef meatballs, four premium chicken breast. Dessert, four caramel apple tartlets, uh, the uh, Omaha Steak signature seasoning, and four extra Omaha Steak burgers for free. This is 75% off. It's actually 74% off. That's outrageous. It's $59 for all of that? And by the way, absolutely no vegetables. Not a stick of broccoli. Even <laughs> They didn't even show pictures of broccoli to the cattle. <laughs> I will be willing to take a caramel apple tartlet off your hand, though, That'd if you want. really good. Mm-hmm. OmahaSteaks.com makes a great Father's Day present. It's fifty nine ninety nine right now. Unbelievable price. OmahaSteaks.com. To get this deal, you have to type Beck in the search bar. Make sure you do that. Type Beck in the search bar. It will take you to this page with this special on it. Father's Day, uh, their, their steak fix package, $59.99. OmahaSteaks.com in the search bar. Make sure you type in the word Beck. 10 seconds, station ID.
So I uh, this weekend, I'm going to introduce you to somebody you may not know. Um, she is somebody who has traditionally been thought of of being on the left. Um, she is uh, somebody that was she was a writer for Playboy. I, I personally think she is. She's a female Ernest Hemingway of our day. She, her writing is unbelievable. It's dangerous. It is uh, uh, provocative, uh, but it is full of some real universal truths. Well, she is she is shocking herself because she's realizing I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm not a wait. I'm I'm not a socialist. I don't think I'm even. I mean, I still want to call myself liberal, but I think I'm a classic liberal, and that kind of sounds like I'm a conservative. Uh, and she is being shunned. She was a rising star. She's being shunned, uh, and she's starting her whole life over, and she is so honest and raw and funny. She is truly one of my favorite people now. I didn't know how we would get along at all, um, and this is what she had to, to, to say about kind of coming out and going, wait, I guess maybe, I, I mean, I don't want to say I'm a conservative, but I believe these things. Listen to this. We used to be great because we had differing opinions and we would push back and meet kind of hopefully somewhere in the middle and it was this swing and now it just feels like no one is listening to each other. And it seems to be increasing as we approach 2020. My hope for people is that they... I understand the urge to retreat into a tribe because it's yeah, it's, it's scary and it's natural. It's natural. It's also terrifying when mm. you're out there just alone in the middle trying to be nuanced. God forbid you get battered by everyone. And so and I then you feel really alone. Yeah. There's nobody. It's isolating. There will be people who will read you. And will support you. But they won't but share me. will not share it. No. I've had yeah. people reach out to me yeah. and say, I love that article. I can never share it. And so then it is that isolating, you know, being in L.A., I think without Twitter, I would have gone crazy because I felt so ideologically isolated. I thought I was losing my mind when I started pushing back a little bit and feeling and so much of it is insidious. That is what I always say about censorship. You know, people, when they say, they'll push back and say, well, they're not knocking on your door and they're not locking you up for saying, yet it starts in the mind, self-censorship. Censorship starts here. It starts when you start being quiet and putting your head down and not. The other way. She's phenomenal and very, very funny. You've been a fan of hers for a while, haven't you, Stu? Uh, yeah, she's she's great. Um, you know, she she like there's very few people I feel like that can cut through this world because there's you know when it comes to especially online stuff because so many people are just like I say the same twelve things every day, uh, and I will you know I mean think about the people that you know ninety percent of them that are in the media right now you can just cookie cutter you know what their opinion is going to be on every topic, and so I I have really found myself interested in people that I don't necessarily know or bring up points that I hadn't heard or think about things in a different way. One of the things that I liked about her, uh, and these are the best, uh, this is such a great series. Yeah. Uh, once a week, every Saturday, I put out an interview with somebody and they last about 90 minutes um, and they're fascinating. And the best people are like Bridget. She, she was, I think there's the longest pause from a guest I've ever had. And it wasn't <laughs> that she was, she was censoring herself. She was thinking about something for the first time and trying to describe, well, 
okay, this is how I feel and and trying to find the the words. So it's really raw. There's no packaging and it's authentic. And that's why she's cutting through and she's becoming this she's becoming a much bigger star. Uh, now, just not with mainstream either side. She, and she's the raw thing is perfect with her because she, you know, she went through major struggles with alcohol oh and gosh. drugs and all sorts of craziness her in her life. Crazy and she rape. Did, I mean, she'd admit that she sort of lives on the edge of things. You know, like I, you know, she's not always not every day she wakes up and everything's perfect. Like she's not one oh, of these. No. She's like a person where she still struggles with a lot of the stuff, and it gives her this sense of like she's just out there admitting it. She's like, I, I don't know how else to do this. I'm just going to blurt it all out and see what happens. And that's a it makes for a really interesting conversation. Yeah, really great conversation. You're going to end up loving her. Uh, British uh, uh, <laughs> keep saying British. Uh, Bridget Fetisy is uh, the podcast guest this week. You can get it at Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, just sign up, rate and review, please. Sign up, rate and review for the podcast. It helps other people discover it. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you're a small business owner, chances are business is uh, booming and your workload is going up and you're trying to find an employee and we're at, what, 3.6% unemployment. That's not easy to find somebody. Find somebody qualified. Find somebody that you can afford. And find somebody that is the right fit for you. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. This is the way to find the right person. ZipRecruiter.com. They, they post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they also have powerful matching technology that scans thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and the right fit for what you're doing to apply, to apply for the job. Then they rate them. So everything's highlighted. When you get them, you're not just going to get dumped with a thousand resumes. They're going to highlight the ones that they think are the best fit for you right up at the top. So they're going to save you time. They're going to save you a lot of effort. It's the smart way to hire. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. If you go there now, that's a special web address. You'll get to use it for free. The first time, just check it out. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. All right. Welcome to the uh, program. We're glad. Uh, I'm glad you're here. We have Mark Levin, uh, a, a good friend uh, and co-worker of mine, uh, Mark Levin, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Glenn Beck, good. How are you? I am great. Uh, Mark, I have to tell you, I was up on vacation. I bought your book and I bought the audio book. And um, I'm da- I downloaded it last Tuesday. Um, and I, I was painting for the day. And I put my earbuds in. And lo and behold, about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I stop. And uh, I've been painting and my family keeps walking in and out of the room. And as I pull my earbuds off... They're all laughing at me. And I said, what? And they said, we have really enjoyed you today, Dad. And I said, uh, okay, how? I mean, we haven't even talked to each other. And they said, all day long, we've been listening to you go, uh-huh, yes, yes, finally, yes. Whoa, Uh-oh. huh, I didn't know that. Wow. And it was all me commenting on your book the entire day. Really, really well written, really well written, and a lot of great information. So congratulations on your number one status. The name of the book is Unfreedom of the Press. Mark, tell me, tell the audience why this is not just a 
why this is a book that is that trans uh, transcends today's politics first of all you're very kind now you're painting paintings or are you painting the walls no i'm painting paintings yeah really yeah i i, I call them 10 hour memes but uh I'll, I'll send you some stuff i would love to see them yeah thanks uh first of all you're very kind and i very much appreciate it the question was i think why did i write this book um well, look, the reason it transcends politics is because it's about the Constitution, and the Constitution transcends politics. The Constitution's about our rights our, and our liberties and protecting them. And so, you know, Glenn, I've written a lot about the Constitution and American history and philosophy, and I said, you know what? One area I don't know a lot about is the history of the press, mm-hmm. and they're in our face. They're in our living room. They're in our bedrooms. They are berating us. They are propagandizing to us. They're wrapping themselves in the First Amendment. I think I need to get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. And so I did what I always do. I said to my wife, I'll see you in about 16 months. So (laughs) you you have no idea what she said to me. One day when we meet, she'll tell you. So anyway... um, so that means nights and weekends, and that's what I do. You know, some people play golf or whatever. This mm-hmm. is what I do. Right. So I, I dug in into the history of the media. It's not a history book, but some of that's necessary, so we have yeah. perspective. Uh, we have the Patriot Press before the Revolution, before the Revolution, with the printers, you know, moving mm-hmm. their printing presses, being chased mm-hmm. by the British. And they were really unique in the original Patriots because they are the ones who push the ideas of the Enlightenment. They are the ones who push the ideas of Aristotle and Cicero and Locke. And they were spreading them among the colonists. And, you know, Obama talks about fundamental transformation. They didn't want to fundamentally transform society or human nature. They wanted to fundamentally transform government. They were living under a tyranny. They wanted representation. They didn't like big taxes. They didn't like to be pushed around by government. They believed in property rights, all these things that you and I and our audiences believe in. And so they pushed a revolution. And the word got out, you know, there were about three dozen newspapers, that's it. Uh, There were several hundred pamphlets and pamphleteers, and word would get out slowly, and this information would be published, and people would discuss it. They'd Mm -hmm. discuss it in their pubs, at home, and so forth. Frankly, much like we do on talk radio. Uh, this is really a unique format because there's really no other national format where this occurs, but they would do it at a local level. Mm-hmm. And so just to jump quickly, you had the revolution, and soon after the revolution, you had the party press. This is, this is the part of the book that I found really fascinating because you point out the people knew when you got the democratic ledger you knew what it was that it was an organ for it was that point of view coming at you and so you could read the democrat and you could read the republican and you'd balance them yourselves they weren't masquerading as as fair and balanced no. Uh, in fact, in some cases, publishers and editors were on the payroll of the post office or something like that, depending on the administration. It was a very rough period for the press, but they were very honest about who they were, as you point out. Uh, you have papers today, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, the Arizona Republic was the Arizona Republican. So they were, they were full-throated about candidates, parties, causes they supported. Then you, then you move through, and I pass the yellow journalism period because it's not that interesting. And then you move through to the uh, early part of the last century, the progressive movement, of which you're well familiar. The progressive movement was ubiquitous. 
they, they really, it, it is a poison that's spread into all aspects of our society. And right. John Dewey, as you know, one of the intellectuals behind that movement, yep. he focused specifically on schooling and the media. Mm-hmm. And just so the audience understands, the purpose here, as is typical, was to have a relative handful of people determine what news is, digest it, analyze it, interpret it, and then burp it up for the rest of us. You've because, really, you really yeah. captured the progressive disease really well in, in well, explaining it. You know, it's funny. I was attacked in the uh, Washington Post yesterday, and I love these guys because mm-hmm. they prove the point of the book, and I take my time going through their attack on me, which is usually personal, and I don't really care. But they do exactly what I say in the book. They are exactly as I say in the book because they are who they are. Right. And, and, and so you have people, Lipman and others, saying at the time, the people are too busy or they're too stupid, so we'll figure this stuff out. And this, this went on for a while. And then you get up to a few decades ago, where on top of that they added social activism. They call themselves public press or community press. And they've really bought into, uh, you know, Alinsky tactics and these other tactics of the hard left. It's being pushed in journalism school. A lot of these guys haven't gone to journalism school. They come out of the Democrat Party, come out of an administration, or this is their mindset regardless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so today what we're getting on TV is a one-party press rather than a two-party press that is pushing the progressive agenda and social activism. That's why there's not a dime's worth of difference between most of the media and the Democrat Party today. They're just, they're honest to God. And, I, and in the first chapter, I, I show you the surveys, I show you the research, I show you the professors, I show you some of the reports, what they're saying. There's, no, there's very little diversity in newsrooms today. There's very little diversity in reporting today. You can predict what they're going to say. The, real, the only debate on the left in the media today really is, do we come out and say who we are, like a lot of them are doing now? Yes, we're liberals, we're progressives, and thank God for us. Thank God we know what the news is. Or there wouldn't have been a civil rights movement or, or you know, the climate change issue. So they, they really believe they are the truth tellers. And then the other side, like the New York Times today saying, well, you know, we don't want all of our people on measly CNN and MSNBC because they have a different view, which is, yes, we're all those things, but we really don't want to admit it. Correct. Because we're the paper of record, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're 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 not. Um, they're just they they live in these circles that allow them to believe that they are the fair and balanced one. That they are the well, no, we're just we are the paper of record. They live in those circles, and they don't they don't care to meet. In fact, I think they despise most of the people that live in the center of the country or have different points of view. Uh, and so it's just a self fulfilling. Uh, label for them. You are exactly right. Most of them live in the same areas, generally, you know, within a 40, 50 mile radius of Washington or New York, most of them. Uh, even the new so-called left-wing reporters uh, live in mostly blue Hillary Clinton counties. Studies have been done on this. Um, they self-identify as either Democrat or liberal in large numbers. The last survey showed about 4% identifying as conservatives. Um, it's much like universities where faculty hire faculty, so they pick the same ideological uh, ideology that people share and take them out of the same Ivy League schools. It's, it's, it's a lot of that is the same. But the New York Times I focused on in particular because this is held up as the gold standard, and the gold standard isn't worth crap. And I go back and do the history of the New York Times during the Holocaust and the history of the New York Times when Stalin was wiping out the mm-hmm. Ukrainians. And when you look at this, that's the part where my family was hearing me go, yes, yes, uh, yeah. finally, yes. 
And you know what, Glenn? If you read that chapter, you will never view the New York Times the same again. No. The New York Times, and I, I, you know, I pulled from some of the greatest scholars on this subject. During the Holocaust, the New York Times did everything it could to bury the Holocaust in the back pages of its newspaper. The New York Times did this for several reasons. Number one, FDR wanted to tamp down the focus on the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. The New York Times liked FDR, liked the New Deal agenda. Number two, I'm Jewish. It was owned by a Jewish family. They didn't want the New York Times to be viewed mostly as a niche Jewish newspaper. So they felt that they, they really shouldn't focus on the Holocaust. Uh, the owner, the publisher, Sulzberger, <clears throat> was sort of a secular Jew, and he didn't like these Jewish organizations in New York lobbying him for a Jewish state, and that kind of turned him off. And all of that was poured into the pages or poured into the mindset of the New York Times. So while the European Jews are being wiped out, whole towns, the Jews are missing. It's being reported in, in, in European newspapers and eyewitnesses. They would have none of it. And it wasn't until 1944, where the vast majority of the American people were informed of the extent of the extermination of the Jews during the Holocaust. Now, now ask yourself this. Is there any other business that could survive having done that and be called the paper of record? No. It, it, it is a disgrace. And, and they, they, they come up with these weasel-worded so-called apologies about it. Uh, and then you look 10 years earlier, they had a guy, Walter Durante, who was their, <laughs> their correspondent for 12 years in Moscow. He was in Stalin's back pocket. And Stalin decides that these darn Ukrainian peasants will not, peasants will not buckle to my commune ideology. So rather than shooting them one at a time, he decides to wipe out the entire population if he can. He cuts off the Ukraine from all communication, all transportation, all food and water. These poor people are cannibalizing each other. Solzhenitsyn talks about the Ukrainians trying to get into the gulag to try to get some food at, at late at night. They could hear them at the gates. A couple of British reporters go in from the Manchester Guardian. They see it. They report it. Mr. Durante, on the payroll of the New York Times, said it's not happening. You know, they're having a harvest issue. They're just working out the stuff. And as far as Stalin goes, you know that old, that old saying, sometimes you've got to break a few eggs? That comes from him. He wrote that in an article for the New York Times. He trashed the British journalists who were reporting on what was taking place. The executives at the New York Times had to know. And you know, he got a Pulitzer Prize, and they still haven't given back the Pulitzer Prize for this. I, this is what I point out. So when you see the New York Times when the Hamas is shooting missiles in the Tel Aviv, and somehow the New York Times is defending Hamas and trashing Israel. It's nothing new. Nothing new. And, and when they run these, these Holocaust-like cartoons, oh, they got by our editor. You know, a lot has gotten by your editor, as a matter of fact. I want the people to know, that's the New York Times. Mark Levin uh, is uh, the author of the number one New York Times bestseller, Unfreedom of the Press. Unfreedom of the Press. He had stiff competition, went up against uh, Howard Stern and gave Howard Stern only a one week uh, number one status. Mark just took it. It is so well worth the read. It is uh, it's not a political uh, hatchet job and not just about Donald Trump or whatever. This is truly an understanding of the press and where what's happened, where we've been and where we need to go. Really important book. And you'll learn a lot. And it's really well written. Uh, a must for everybody's uh, bookshelf. Mark Levin, thank you so much. 
Glenn, God bless you, my friend. God bless you. Take care. Thank you. Mark Levin, by the way, you can see him on Blaze TV every single uh, night. If you'd like to subscribe, uh, you can subscribe now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code. Is it Glenn? Use the promo code Glenn and you'll get you'll save uh, 10%. That's uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Mark Levin, I'm proud to be a co-worker of his. All right, Simply Safe. Um, most home break-ins happen in the middle of the day because burglars don't want to be caught and they don't want to be seen, you know, by you. And they just they're hoping you're at work. They also hope that you have a uh, a security system that you didn't turn on, or you have no security system at all. If they come to a house that has a security system and they can see that it's on, they turn around and go to the next house. That's ninety percent of them. These are spur of the moment things generally. And uh, the average burglar takes about 2000 bucks and violates your house and you just feel weird after it and everything else. Um, you don't have to have this happen. And you also don't have to spend a boatload of money. You don't have to be locked into a contract. You don't have to have people come in and try to upsell you. Simply Safe has taken away every single reason to not have a burglar alarm. They've taken all those away. You're foolish not to check in to simplysafebeck.com right now. Right now, it is the top-of-the-line system. It is giving you protection that nobody else will give you. They'll explain it on the website about when, you, when your alarm calls 911, one of those hardwired things, you get to the bottom of the barrel. With Simply Safe, now because they have cameras and they can verify it, that somebody's breaking in, you go to the top of the 911 list. SimplySafeBeck.com. They're the only people that do that. You'll have a $100 value camera thrown into your package for free if you go now to SimplySafeBeck.com. That's SimplySafeBeck.com. Well, it's Friday. I suggest that we cancel all Mondays and have four-day work weeks every week, at least during the summer. I mean, who's with me? Um, Joe Scarborough, we want to leave you with a laugh. Uh, Joe, Sc- Joe Scarborough said this about Nancy Pelosi and Trump. Flood the zone with facts uh, that an impeachment inquiry would do. Uh, then I, I think you, the you, you could actually actually move a lot of Americans. I will say, though, Nancy Pelosi has to be calculating. Um, Abraham Lincoln was calculating and saving <laughs> the Union early in the war. He had said... If the country has to be half slave, half free, if that saves the union, then I'm for that. If saving the union uh, is required by letting all go free, then I am for that. He was very calculating and he moved to the position when he thought the American people were ready to move towards the emancipation of slaves. So I'm not Mm. being critical of Nancy Pelosi here. I will say, though, there are times, though, to not calculate. And I would say when you have a president who's abused power more than any other president, not only in our lifetime, I just can't think of any historical Uh, presidents. Wow. Back.